0: Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter.
1: Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable
0: Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited.
1: Well hello again everyone and here we are at Belmont Banter and today I'm thrilled to bits to say that we've got Glenn Barlow with us. Hi Glenn, how are you doing mate? Yeah good Tony, thank you. How's... Yeah yeah we're okay, I hope your family and everything's okay, yes? Yeah. Okay well you got the gist of how this starts, earliest days is the best way and we'll just go through it. So what was your earliest memory of football, kicking around in the garden with your mum, your dad, your brother, your mates? What was it? Um, it was probably
0: um, school time really I started playing for obviously the school team around about 11 was pretty okay to start with um, but then I sort of decided to go down the route of judo and so I put a lot of time and effort into the judo place and then it was like you know should I really be playing football or judo and in the end I decided to have a crack at proper football um, when I was sort of 14, 15. And that was with Thamesview. All oh, right. Um
1: What sort of standard were they at then, Thamesview? Was that like a community football?
0: Yeah, that was just your normal um, Medway City Boys League. And then uh, at the age of 16, obviously, when they'd finished, I decided to have a crack with um, Sittingbourne. So... I got myself into the uh, sitting ball under-18s team at 16. That was it, really. It sort of went from there, started to enjoy it. And then I sort of near the end of finishing on the under-18s, it didn't look like I was going to break into the, the first team. So I decided to go and have a look somewhere else. So I played a little bit for Faversham. And I think Huey Stinson was the manager of the first team then. And I played some... Uh, reserve team football, which they used to play. I remember playing at Priestfield against Gillingham. And, you know, back then, fantastic pitch. And to actually be involved in a, you know, professional club, uh, playing on their pitch and changing rooms and the whole setup sort of set me in good stead to sort of feel like, you know, this is what I want to try and achieve if I can.
1: So that moved you uh, or gave you the, the, the impetus to move forward then?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I remember the chance of um, trying to get into Farisham, but I played a lot of reserve team football. And then I think I was around about 19 when Gary Allen and Martin Farney approached me for Canterbury. So I decided to uh, go down there and have a crack in the Kent League with Canterbury. That was it, really. From then onwards, I'd always played you know, that level of football throughout my career. So to start off at, at Canterbury was a, a good stepping stone. Obviously, they was uh, the greyhound track, I think.
1: Were they in the Southern League when you played for them or the Kent League?
0: No, Kent League. Kent League, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I had about maybe a season and a half there. And then my brother was playing for Sheppey under Mal Watkins. And Mel Watkins put a um, an approach in for me. So I decided to uh move from Canterbury to Shepherd. And that was, you know, that was a, a good good club. The only problem was they were still sharing.
1: Was that the time when Mark Lane was the um goalkeeper? Were you there when Mark was there?
0: Yeah, Mark was yeah, Mark Lane was the goalkeeper there. Yeah. There was obviously Mal Watkins was uh the manager. He did play sometimes, and then you had Fez, you had uh Terry Cordyce, you know a lot of a lot of great players and
1: really good side then, didn't
0: they? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a really good team. You know, we made some. We we wasn't so good consistently in the league, but we done okay. We made a cup final. Remember the cup final? But I missed the penalty in the, oh. in, the um, in the in the in uh, the final part.
1: Were you Were you always a striker?
0: Uh, no. So I had. Um, I had a spell with Chatham, who Steve Earn decided to play me at um, right wing back. I think it was maybe because of my fitness and delivery of ball. I th- I do remember, obviously, that the forwards that we would have had at Ch- Chatham, you know, likes of Steve Earn and Peter Copeland. you probably settle for any part of playing in any position, really, just to be part of, of that team. So, yeah, it was just, you know, moving from there.
1: How long did you actually start yeah. Sheppey then?
0: At Sheppy, I was there for about four four years. Can, I can never remember, because I've had quite a few clubs, I can never remember where I went from, from back and forth, because I know I had two spells at Lordswood, and I think that was a, a, a little spell just before the Chatham spell. But then in between that... There was two clubs out of the area that I played for. There's obviously a story why I decided to play out of the area. Go on, then. It was was a Sunday morning game in the senior section, and I got sent off for violent conduct. A little bit of a joke for the reason why I got sent off. So the linesman kept on flagging me offside, and... The ball was in front of him. I've gone to retrieve the ball, and a yoan and shaped up, looking like I was going to kick the ball. Yeah. He obviously flinched and turned his back, and the referee deemed that as uh, violent conduct. So that they sent me off and uh, they gave me a 120-day ban. So I couldn't play. I couldn't play Ken football. And at the time, my brother was in Hampshire. Because obviously that's where he lives now, and he's lived there for the last twenty years. Yeah. He um, he said there was a club just up the road from him that played in the Combined Counties, Hartley and Whitney. Uh, Mick Woolen was the manager. So I had a, had a little spell there, had a little trial. He liked me. He said, "Yeah, play a few games." We only had a few games left of the season, so we we finished the season and then we started afresh. So I put everything into it to start up there and uh, hit the ground running. Scored. Seven goals in three games. We was top of the league. And then we played about fifteen games and I had scored sixteen goals. And then um there was Red Hill, Bill Tucker. Do you remember Bill Tucker? Oh, I,
1: I the name I can remember I get the name, but Yeah, he would have he would have been known
0: for Tunbridge Wells.
1: Oh right. I uh, still had my head in Hampshire. I was trying to I was trying no, to yeah.
0: sorry, yeah. So so Red Hill was in the um Oh, Sussex, the oh, Sussex camp, yeah. yeah, Sussex League. So basically, I then said, you know, he's approached me. He said, like, I want you to come and play here. I'll double your money, and it was closer to home. So I just thought, Do you know what, I'd like to try that. Um, they wasn't in a very good position. They, I think, they was in the, you know, the bottom three. But the season went on to be a good season for me, scoring twenty five and twenty three. We needed to to stay up. On the last day of the season, we needed a win. So all season, we were still struggling, even though I'd scored that many goals. We was uh, needing to win the last game, and we did. We won it. We stayed up. Then Bill Tucker decided he wanted to go upstairs as director of football. And then um, a guy from Millwall came in to take over. But then I had a lot of interest because of the goals I'd scored in that season. Three Bridges wanted to sign me. And I decided to go there because again they decided that they wanted to pay more money. So I had to try, I had to try there. But it didn't really work out after about 10 games. Things weren't things weren't I don't know. I suppose it's it's completely different when you're playing and then you've got a lot of uh you know, the managers that I played under, those two managers, sent to give me that little bit of a what's the uh you know encouragement freedom. of yeah, yeah a bit of freedom a bit of um confidence really just to go out and you know express yourself and i think that's probably why i've done so well for yeah. for those two clubs
1: yeah if a manager's got faith in you and he uh he basically just tells you go out and do your usual thing you're away aren't you
0: yeah exactly yeah so it was from there, from Three Bridges, I decided to call it a day and come back home. And Paul Piggott was the manager at Lordswood, so that was that was where I was was heading. Although I did have a few games with Mark Beanie at Sittingbourne. Yeah. And again, I can't pinpoint times and dates for that little spell there.
1: Where was Sittingbourne playing at the time? Were they in the? the main the main pitch or right. down on
0: the bottom pitch? down on the yeah down on the bottom pitch
1: all oh,
0: right okay but again it was it, it was like probably just de- I didn't get the I do remember going to places like Dorchester away and you know fantastic pitches and loved it I loved the fact that that was such more professional in that just that next level up yeah
1: because they were then in the southern League weren't they
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I must add actually that I was approached by um Graham Roberts at Carl shorten in that time of playing for Red Hill and Free Bridges.
1: Yeah, because you put because yourself I've... in the window down that sort of Sussex That's area. You? Exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, like my name was in the pay pass scoring so many goals. Yeah. So yeah. in hindsight, I wish I would have taken him up on it, but it was proposed to be, you know, we need a backup striker, obviously play the reserves, come in, do the business. But at the age of 27, 28, I'm thinking... Oh, do I, I do I want to go and play reserves? I want to just play in the first team. I want to be, you know, scoring goals and stuff. So that cut that um, short. And then I just decided to go back to Lordswood. And I think, again, there was a spell at Greenwich, <laughs> a, a spell at Greenwich with Dave Ward, because he was my assistant manager for half of the season of Red Hill. So he came in, he obviously knew and seen what I'd been doing. So he decided that, he wanted to get me in down at Greenwich and Tamar Hussain was the uh, chairman. Another story that used to crack us up when, when Tamar used to come into the changing rooms and start giving it all. Uh, yeah, I'm doing this film. I'm doing. And you, you you listen to that back then. You think to yourself, what's he on about? As if he's going to be a film star. And he was. I
1: know. Unbelievable, he, he, wasn't
0: it? He, he done. He done that. um He done that film and uh, great film. Brilliant film with uh, Danny Dyer. So, yeah, you know, when you're listening to people like waffle on and think about what what they're yeah. doing for filming and stuff, you just think, you know, he ain't doing that. But he was. Um,
1: <laughs> he was a larger than life character as well, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I went back to, to Lordswood and uh, done OK at Lordswood. I was playing up front with Lilith, probably got Lilith a lot of goals Uh, (laughs) yeah well it's funny because um we we didn't see eye to eye but yet when we was playing together we was we was doing really well you know I don't know whether it comes to being two centre forwards wanting to score so many goals and ease scoring or unscoring what for whatever reason yeah we didn't really see eye to eye but it still still worked we still played together and there was one. There was one time that uh, happened. Me and Wayne was playing for Lordswood under Piggy, and uh, I got sent off in a in a vars in a vase game. And uh, Wayne got sent off twenty minutes later. My, my sending off was me clean through on goal, and I've just literally shoved the um, the defender off, put my arm out, and the referee deemed that as uh, an elbow. So I'm clean through on goal. So I'm just trying to push him away. And then Wayne, I think we obviously was losing the game. Wayne was trying to retrieve the ball and someone in the crowd was winding him up, keeping the ball. So Wayne wrestled the ball off him. The referee sent him off for that. Then a nine. Yeah, not, not a good day for the Lordswood then. So that, that was pretty much, I think I took it up to about 30, 30 31. And then I decided to call it a day and play with Bly Spartans, who played in the um, Kent County. And that was Matt Hume. He was the he was a manager at, at the club. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. So I decided to go there and done really well. We had some great seasons, met some new, you know, young footballers. Decided to finish my career there, played. All the way through till about 37, and they had a really talented team that was playing in the Kent Invicta. So to try and win the Kent Invicta to get into the Kent League was uh, was something that they went on and achieved. Yeah. And then he decided to step down as the manager. He didn't, he didn't want to do it no more. He had too much uh, too much stuff going on yeah. at home and work and stuff. So basically, they offered me the, the job, the managerial job. And it was a no-brainer for me, really, to, to accept that.
1: Is it Didn't something really that you'd, al- you'd always wanted to do then?
0: Uh, I wouldn't have said that was on my list. But if someone's offered you the chance to do it at that level, it's something you, you've got to take. If you feel like you, you, you've got the, the chance to do it and you feel like you can do it, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. But no. I, I thought to myself, yeah, I need to, I need to have a crack at this. This won't, this won't come along again unless you put a lot of time and effort into, you know, becoming a manager, i.e. Yeah. doing badges and stuff gotcha. like
1: that. So who, who was your first game against
0: then? First game was against Phoenix in the uh, Charity Shield game.
1: Decent side.
0: Yeah, so they won. Uh, we obviously won the league. They won the cup. And then we played them and we beat them. I think we beat them in extra time. So, yeah, first game, first game in charge, win a trophy. So then there was, you know, a whole different ball game of being a player and just concentrating on just yourself, turning up, getting yourself right to do your stuff. Now, to concentrate on doing the manager's side was difficult because I didn't really have anyone... That I could turn to, so I just had to get someone in who was a you know someone who's good with coaching. Yeah. So I brought someone in to do the coaching, and drafted in as many players as I could possibly get. We've done we done really well. We went in up till Christmas. We was third, and with such a small budget of like 150 pounds of it was it was absolutely ridiculous. When that's what they had the year before. But you know, I had to work with what I had. Yeah. I managed to get um, I managed to get uh, Stuart Zanone back from Ashford. He wasn't he wasn't enjoying it, so he was a he was a major factor for us doing well. Um, in the end, he went to Thamesmead around about I think it was end of October, November time. So we lost yeah. him, but we still managed to do okay with. The strikers that we had. So it was it was tough. Along along the time actually I won manager's manager of the month. That was September. So that was a again great achievement for myself to be put in. Yeah. And just like achieve that for first time round really.
1: I don't think a lot of people take on board. I mean I had a really good conversation with Andy Constable about this. I can't remember if it's on air or off air but Andy, uh, Andy got thrust in like that, and he said to me that uh, he's literally on the phone for two days, phoning all the contacts he had. And he said he didn't realise what went on behind the scenes as a manager, apart from turning up on a Saturday with a team of players. It's unrelenting, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, like you say, you're trying to you're trying to please people, you're trying to get people to play for you, you're trying to get the best out of them, and. You know, to, to this day, I look back and players back when I was playing 20 years ago are not the same now. I mean it has it has been sort of uh you know, seven seven years ago was when I was doing the managing. So the, the players were difficult, you know, you couldn't you had to be careful what you said. Whereas back in the day, I don't think you, you, you could you could almost say anything to any player. It wouldn't really make no difference. You could get him up. You could get him up against the uh, you know the dressing room, and it still wouldn't. No.
1: very ladder. true. Very true. It has changed. I mean, uh, I've stood outside some dressing rooms just earwigging as to what goes on, and my goodness me, sometimes in the old days you had to walk away. It was yeah. unrelenting, brutal. Yeah, brutal but it's a changed world and maybe for the best. So, you know, that was, that was then this is now. How, how long did you stay as manager then? Uh, Just a year. Just a year. Was it your choice to go?
0: Yeah. um, I felt a little bit hard done by it because they cut the money in um, February completely to, to nothing. So I couldn't even pay the players one penny. So I lost, I lost a lot of players that, not so much the fact that you know at the end of the day they was only getting 15 pound 20 pound but it was principle that they then have to fund themselves as opposed to just your normal enjoying it and i think we lost eight on the spin
1: so you went from being third at christmas yeah Where Where... where did you end up i think we ended up uh 13th oh well that's not so bad i mean considering and in in, yeah.
0: in, the, in the throes of all that, you got manager of the month. Yeah, yeah, I was very pleased with that. Um, Stuart Zanone probably won me that, but <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you've got someone banging in the goals for you, haven't you? Yeah, of course you
0: have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, it, I mean, because we lost him, and we still managed to do okay. But then the two <laughs> players that were playing up front for me, Anthony Uden and Patrick Bishenden, they they got us through. You know, they, they've done okay. But then they both got injured on the same weekend playing Sundays. So I was literally down to, you know, playing yeah, people up there that probably wasn't a, a proper striker. Yeah. I even thought about getting my boots back on, which I, I think I did in maybe it was one of those um midweek cut matches. I think they played in. We played at Deal away. I remember playing. I remember playing it there. But I, I went. I think I only played right back. Yeah. very simple nice position nice position
1: <laughs> not too much running around no not really no <laughs> mind you right back these days you've got to be a sprinter haven't you you know there's yeah. no such thing as a right back now you're a right wing back or a winger or whatever they yeah, were a,
0: at 37 38 I was still quite quick anyway yeah. so I, I, I got away with it it was fine
1: well I mean looking at you now there's no, no there's no fat on you I mean you're still, still in good Can't shape see now belly. No, I can't see your belly. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know you're so just a couple of questions I, I'd like to ask you. Uh, obviously, you've been in charge of a dressing room, as uh, being the manager. But what would you say is probably the best dressing room that you've been in, as far as like you know the crack, you know the winning team, whatever you want to put on it. How what was the best one? And it you know you wanted to go, you wanted to play there. It was the one place you really felt comfortable. I mean, you played for a few clubs, so
0: if you yeah. don't want to
1: if you don't want to mention one, give me a couple. Yeah,
0: well I'll never ever forget the times that I was almost top man, Red Hill and um I even won Supporters Player of the Year for for, for that year. So and there's there's obviously that's always gonna stick in my mind. But as it goes to Banter, because what I used to do for them, I used to just literally, you know, drive to games, play the game, have have one drink, um, and then I'm coming home. Yeah. Whereas it was a little bit different for the likes of the Sheppy days. Yeah, all
1: your local Whist- teams.
0: Yeah, yeah the, you know, even the Whitstable, yeah. uh, the, the small spell I had at Whitstable, I just feel like the the Banter probably was the Sheppy j- dressing room.
1: That's good. That's good. Who was your manager at Whitstable? John Boseman. Oh, John! Oh dear, had yeah. to be John, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Talking about old school managers. There's one. Yeah,
0: for he, him. <laughs> <laughs> he was an old school manager. Yeah, he
1: was really wasn't he? But the thing with uh, John, him and Charlie, they played good cop, bad cop, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely different. Um, yeah, I mean they 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 had uh, they they had good connections with the London lot, so I think that they was always. You know, drafting in players that were coming from London. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a it was a good it was a good dressing room. Yeah, Gary Allen was in there. Yeah,
1: good good player, Gary. Good player. Yes. Yeah, well liked around the area. You know, he's played for, he went, played for a number of clubs, but well liked. Good man.
0: He went on and had a good long career as well.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So your football days, as it were, finished what seven or eight years ago now.
0: Well, not 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 really. I still wanted to play after I'd, um, you know, finished at Rochester. I still felt that I was in good shape to play games, so I just played for Rochester District Premier side. Played there for a few years. I did have um, some games with Holland and Blair vets, but yeah. they they don't they don't have a team no more. Um, so that was a that was a good uh, good, good time because you're playing against your old, you're playing with your old you know, pals that you played with and you're over forty. Yeah. Uh that you know, that's a great Good great fun. time to
1: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the boys of uh, similar sort of age to yourself, they've all they've all uh, pointed out that it, it's an enjoyment for them. It's a way of keeping fit, but it's catching up with your mates again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a bit time sensitive on these things and believe it or not, our time's virtually up now, so it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Glenn. It really has. You uh, too,
0: Tony. Brilliant. Yeah, it's
1: been uh, quite a while since you've graced uh, the field of Whitstable and uh, anywhere down this way, but uh, it's been some good times. I mean, you had some great times at Ramsgate, but obviously when you went down to Redhill, that was a, a prime time for you down there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that was a weird situation you found yourself in, being banned like that for 120 days. That's really bizarre, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I didn't have no choice. There's no way I could have not played football for, you know, that period. And for me to, you know, do the 100-mile trip to Hartley and Whitney to start it back up again, almost kicked a completely different, you know, chance of, of being yeah. a player as a, a centre-forward for it. And and that comes down, I, I believe, to the manager by giving me that confidence The um, no expectations, just get the ball to him and let him do the business.
1: One question is still on my mind before you go, and I'm sure everyone else will be thinking about this as well. The 120 days kicked in in one season, but finished in the other. Did it? Was it a concurrent 120, or was it 120 days during the season?
0: Yeah, so I think it was the last maybe three, four weeks of the season which then kicked into the following season and that's the reason why I felt like I can't not have a club.
1: So it wasn't like you had was... three, it wasn't like you had a 3 month break at the end of the season and that counted as part of it. It was No. The, it was play yeah I got you now that's good.
0: Yeah. And whether I was breaking any rules um as in being sent off in the Kent football yeah. Yeah. was I really allowed to go and play in a different county? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's hope there's no referees listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what a bizarre sending off as well.
0: Yeah, I know. It was cheeky. I shouldn't have done it. But with no. the heat at the moment, I was, you know, as Mal Watkins used to call me, Mr. Angry.
1: Mr. Angry. I think we've all been there when we put a pair of football boots on. You yeah. Putting football boots on, it changes you, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, we'll have to wind that up now here. So from me here at Belmont Banter and uh, Glen Barlow on the other end of the phone, Glen, it's been great talking to you today. It really has, I've really enjoyed it. And I'm, yeah, sure, everyone so, will, I'm sure everyone will he- enjoy hearing your story. So cheers everyone, thanks very much. And we'll see you again soon. Bye now. Cheers, thanks mate.
0: Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is FibreTech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fiber services to the telecoms industry, specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond.
1: I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers!